Welcome to Trusty Training Tuesday. We are here in the middle of what is a global pandemic as we find our way episode 29. So I thought it'd be a good time to think about contingency planning because we should have already had contingencies in place but it's a global event and as you can see it is clearly something we've never faced before or certainly in recent memory we've never faced before. So we've got places closing, we've got schools, theatres, you know, hospitals under pressure, places closing. So what do you do? Well, by now, following the advice of COBRA, your charity or trust, depending on what sector they're in, may well already be closed. So then this is where your planning comes into place because now you're going to have your potentially your buildings or entities not open, not running, not gaining funds. And if they've got running costs, those costs are still being incurred. So this is where if you've built up a buffer zone of finances, you can use that to get you through this rough period. You know, if we reflect on what's happened in China, that's effectively six weeks after it all went sort of large scale over there. They're now closing the coronavirus hospitals because they haven't got the demand for them to keep them open. So if you're working on a six-week cycle for the situation to pass, you're looking effectively at six weeks without operational income, but operational outgoings or standing cost outgoings. So with a bit of foresight and planning, you'll have already built in time and money to have a reserve that will get you through this period. You can obviously see what costs you can sidestep. So if there's assets that you've got or, you know, making sure simple things like the heating's off, the water's off. So those standing costs aren't going up. There's no point in having, if you've got a building uh, on a planned on and off times with the heating for your gas costs or your electric costs, there's no point having that running whilst nobody's in the building using it. So get it switched off, lose that cost, go down to minimal operating levels. Then welfare of your team. You know, we talk about welfare all the time. Where do you stand with your team? Where do you stand on the welfare of that team? So are you going to have people out at varying spaces of time? You think about if it takes so long to become ill and then for two weeks of isolation or two weeks of self-isolation for it to pass you know effectively six weeks is a is a reasonable time for people to have got it had it got over it before they come back operationally some people it's going to give them a break in their time scale so if they're used to doing something they've now broken that cycle they might not want to come back to doing what they were doing before because they've had a breakaway and they've realised they quite like doing something else. Uh, so you may have people stepping down from roles because they no longer feel they have the energy to do those roles. Um, people get different perspective after incidents like this. So you may have staffing issues, you may have resilience issues, you may have problems moving forward. This is where we come down to your planning, how you plan, what you plan and how you prepare. So contingency planning is all about having an awareness of what can happen and your response to it. 
So in the media, you will see people talking about a um, sort of controlled plan, a stage, phased plan. Um, so for closures, etc., is going stage by stage. It's important in your business you've got levels of response to. You know how do you provide what you provide. Now, depending on what you do, you know a lot of you out there will be scouts, girl guides, boys' brigade, girls' brigade, cadets, groups where you can just close them. So there's no essential nature to the activity. Others of you will support quite serious functions that haven't got the ability to just shut down. And it's important that we are aware of those because you are going to have high-level contingency plans in place um, and you will need to have them in place so you can still continue to function during a crisis. Uh, in this case, this latest no uh, coronavirus, but it could be anything. You know, it could be natural disaster, it could be any other illness, it could be something going on in the wider world. So, all it is is a very quick episode to say, keep your eyes on the future, watch what's going on, and have a plan for events. So we talk about risk assessing. If we were doing activities or we were undertaking something, we'd risk assess it. A contingency plan is no more, and I'll do more work on this at a later date, but a contingency plan is no more than having a plan in place for when things go wrong. You can find out more about contingency planning online. There's obviously the usual, just Google, usually our, our standard educational tool, fall back to Google. But most organisations have their own contingency plans in place. If you're working outside of your trust, you've got a main job, your organisation will have contingency plan. It might be called business continuity, it might be called contingency plan, could have numerous names. Business resilience, I've heard it called that before now. But ultimately, it's about having an eye to the future, not just operating in the now. It's very useful to operate in the now, generally, for our well-being and for enjoyment of life. But we do have to have one eye to the future so we can read situations as they come towards us. Anyway, I shall catch up with you next week. I wish you uh, all safe and well. And I'm sure we'll all come through this fine. Be safe. Keep on doing the good work. Take care.